0: hey welcome to god the bible and spiritual things explained where you get insight surrounding god the bible and spiritual things that you may or may not have heard before thank you for joining us i'm your host god's child today we'll be reading and discussing psalm 37 now, I know that when we look around in the world, there is a whole lot of wickedness going on. And, you know, it's been going on for years and years and years, even when Jesus was here, even before Jesus got here. <laughs> OK, it started off in the heavens with Satan, after all. But sometimes we may feel a little bit, you know, overwhelmed by it all. And as Christians or people who believe in Jesus, who believe in God, we may think there's nothing we can do. Well, sometimes we try to take things into our own hands, and sometimes they're not necessarily the things that God would want us to do. So in this particular psalm, it gives us a look at the wicked, the righteous, and God, and according to God, what the righteous should and shouldn't do. It also shows us how God responds to both the wicked and the righteous. And it also gives us the fate of the wicked and the righteous. And believe me, there's a fate. There's an end. There are consequences for all of our actions, whether they are wicked actions or righteous actions. So let's get into it. A Psalm of David. For not yourself because of evildoers, neither be envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shall you dwell in the land and verily you will be fed. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Don't fret yourself because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger. Forsake wrath. Don't fret yourself in any wise to do evil, for evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they'll inherit the earth. For yet, a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yes, you shall diligently consider this place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in abundance of peace. The wicked plot against the just and gnash upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy and to slay such as be of upright conversation. Their sword shall enter into their own heart and their bow shall be broken. A little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked, for the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous." The Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in an evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume, and to smoke shall they consume away. The wicked borrow and don't pay again, but the righteous shall mercy and give. For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in this way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I've been young, and now I'm old, yet I haven't seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He's ever merciful and lends, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil and do good, and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loves judgment and doesn't forsake his saints. They're preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked... Shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom. His tongue talks of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watch the righteous and seek to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord, keep his way, and he'll exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you'll see it. I've seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree that yeah, he passed away. And lo, he wasn't. Yes, I saw him, but he couldn't be found. Mark the perfect man. Behold the upright. For the end of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. And the end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. Verse one is basically telling us when it says don't fret because of evildoers, it means don't be worried about them. Yeah, people may be doing things wickedly to you or they may be doing things wickedly to others or just just being evil for no reason. (laughs) But it says do not worry about them and definitely don't be envious or, in other words, jealous of them because you may see them doing well. You may see them wealthy or appearing wealthy in terms of what the world describes as being wealthy. But it says don't worry about any of this and definitely don't be jealous of them. And moving on to verse two, it says because that's not going to last forever when it comes to God. It's not going to last forever, whether you see them, you know, being cut down while they're here on earth. But definitely when that time comes to be judged by God in the end, definitely. It's not going to be like that if they never repented and turned their lives over to the Lord. No, it's not always going to be like that. So don't worry and don't be jealous of those who are doing wickedness. David goes on to tell us in verse three. Put your trust in the Lord and do what is right. It doesn't matter how things look. Remember, again, like I said, don't worry about what evil people are doing or, you know, how it looks like they are successful, how they are succeeding. They just appear that way because there's going to come a judgment. Oh, yes, there's going to be a judgment. He says, no, instead, don't try to do evil. But Put your trust in God and he'll supply your needs. You don't have to go out and do evil in order to have your needs provided for to be taken care of. David is telling us here in verse three, if you put your trust in the Lord and you do what's right, God is going to make sure that you're taken care of while you're here on this earth. And in verse four, he says, let your delight be in the Lord. Don't let it be in the things that are on the outside or, you know, other people um, saying how, how they look up to you or saying nice things to you. Let your delight come from the Lord. Let your joy be in the Lord. Let him be your strength. And in that way, he'll give you the desires of your heart. Because in this world, we may be promised, oh, you'll have the riches. Oh, you can have this, you can have this particular person, you can have this particular lifestyle if you just do this. And a lot of times it's compromising or going against the things that God said that we should do in order to get those things. But he's saying, no, Let's. if your joy is in the Lord, he's going to give you the desires of your heart, those things that you really want, as long as they line up with what is good to him. And in verse five, he says, commit your way to the Lord. Basically, that means be who God created you to be. Do what he has blessed and equipped you to do. And when you do those things, those things are not going to go against what God says because he created you, he blessed you to do those things. And if you look at the story of Joseph, Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. And as a slave, his master's wife was basically hitting on him. She wanted to sleep with him. But Joseph, because of his determination to serve, to honor God, he refused to sleep with her. Now, she didn't just try one time. She tried it many times. She was throwing that thing at him. <laughs> I mean, she was throwing that thing at him and was like, it's okay. Won't, don't nobody have to know, just do this. But because Joseph really honored the Lord and his delight was still in the Lord, no matter the situation he was in, what happened to him with his brothers. And now with him being a slave, he still honored the Lord. His delight was in him, even though he was in a situation that he was in. And so that's what it says. Commit your way to the Lord. Joseph committed his way to the Lord, no matter what circumstance he was in, no matter of him, you know, not having what he wanted. He wanted to be with his family. He wanted to be with his father, and he wasn't. He was a slave, and he was not born to be a slave, but he committed his way to the Lord still. His delight was still in the Lord, and David tells us to trust in the Lord as we commit our way to him. And he'll bring it to pass. He'll bring those desires of our heart to pass. And those things that he said he's going to do for us, he's the one that will bring them to pass. So if you remember, before Joseph was sold into slavery, he had been given a dream, actually two dreams by the Lord. that kind of asserted that he was going to be in this high position where he was going to be over his own family, even. And, you know, being in the situation he was in, you know, as a slave, it may not even have appeared that that was going to happen, you know, to him because he's a slave. And then his brothers just sold him. He's away from his family. It may have even looked like, you know, how was how this going to happen? But if you commit your way to the Lord, you put your trust in him. God is the one that's going to bring it to pass. And that's exactly what Joseph did. And if you read through that entire story of Joseph's life, you see God did it. The dream that he gave him is just how it happened. He was taken up in ranks and he was pretty much over his over his siblings, over his family. Not only that, but he was almost equal to Pharaoh, the the king of Egypt, and he helped to save almost the entire world. Because of that, but it was only because he stayed committed to the Lord, he put his trust in him. No matter what his situation was, no matter what was happening to him, he trusted in him and God brought it to pass. And it says, he'll bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. And that's exactly exactly what happened with Joseph and it will happen with us too as long as we do that which is honorable to the Lord we commit our way to him we trust in him let him be our joy not these things that can fade away not going to do evil or weakness to bring things about or so we think we bring them about because pretty much it's false <laughs> you know what when you don't go God's way and we choose to do evil to attain the things that we want in life yeah that's that's not truth right there but do the things that God wants us to do. Commit your way to him, put your trust in him and he'll bring forth our righteousness and our light and our judgment in his timing, in his way. Not necessarily what we think is the correct timing or how we think it should be. He'll do it his way. And all it takes to just look at Joseph Look at David, who is the writer of this song, and you see where God took them. Boy, if you don't want to do the right thing, I don't know what to say then verse seven tells us just rest. Wait a minute. Hold up. Be patient. Wait for the Lord. Don't get in a hurry by uh, worrying about those who are doing wicked things to bring about the things that they want in life to attain the things they want in life to make it seem like they're successful. And then it says, wait a minute. Don't get angry. Don't get enraged. Don't worry and cause yourself to do something evil just because you want to have that same uh, appearance of success that the wicked have. No, 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 no. Don't do any of that stuff because it says the evildoers shall certainly they'll certainly be cut off. But if you wait on the Lord, you're going to inherit the earth, those things that he has here for us to have. You're going to get those things. He's going to award you with those things for you being patient, waiting on him for his timing and not thinking that you need to bring it about yourself and stooping to do something wicked, something that's not good in his eyes. Because it says it won't be long before the wicked, the wicked, they're going to see their judgment. They're going to get what comes to pass to them. And I can tell you, I can tell you from experience, I've seen, I've seen when, when people think that they are, you know, what they think that a, a lot of times that God doesn't know, or God doesn't see, but most of all, they really think that the people don't know, or people don't see what's right. And they think they're getting away with something. But Especially when it has to do with wickedness done to God's people, the things that they're doing, best believe God is going to deal with them. And I've seen this happen with my own eyes, those who've been doing wickedness. And they've been getting away with it for so long that they feel comfortable. They think for some reason, I guess they think that God is not God. And when God gets ready to deal with what he's going (laughs) to do, baby, baby, he does it. He doesn't, and it comes out of nowhere a lot of times for them. So so don't worry because sometimes we may be tempted in situations where – you know, we see these people, they're doing their wickedness and evil. And a lot of times they're trying to maybe sway us to do the same thing. Or we may get a little bit jealous and think, man, I'm tired of like being in this particular situation that I'm in and not getting things that I want or not having this amount of money or having things that look like what they have. And then may decide to you know, or want to do the same things that they're doing, but rest assured in knowing that God is going to take care of us when we do the right thing. But when we step over into the other side and do what the wicked are doing, we're going to get the same judgment that they get. And it says that, oh, they won't always be like that. So it says for a little while in verse 10, and the wicked shall not be Yeah, you will diligently consider his place and it shall not be. It'll be as if he never was. And you know what? This kind of reminds me of, I remember in this one church, I was going to one of the Sunday school classes and the teachers were a husband and wife team. And I remember the husband was telling us about a story because he was a very successful um, business person. He was older now, so I think he may have retired by this time. But he was telling us in this particular company that he was in, I guess they were doing, you know, doing well. And there was another business that was, you know, pretty much a rival. And the owner of that particular business didn't like him. So, unbeknownst to him, this man had put a hit out on him. So, he was actually like, you know... Trying to get people to kill this man, willing to pay them to do this. And, you know, what happened was this man, like it says here in this particular Psalm, David says to commit your way to the Lord and do what's right. This man had been faithful to the Lord. He had done what was right, which is why he was being blessed. And unbeknownst to the other man who saw him as a rival, he's probably just saying he's more successful. He's taking a business away from him and decides he wants, you know, to get rid of him. And so he propositions people to, you know, take this hit, you know, to get rid of him like for them. But the thing was, like I said, and like, like David says here in this song, when you commit your ways to the Lord, you put your trust in him, he's going to make sure you're taken care of. Don't worry about what others are doing because this man had no idea that this other man had taken a hit out a hit out on him now what happened was this man actually got someone to bite a hitman real hitman professional hitman to bite to take you know um to take him up on his proposition to kill this other business owner who happened to be like my sunday school teacher at that time um that i was um attending and he said what happened was because he did not know was the man who took the proposition to kill him, came to his door, knocked on his door, and this man told him, he said, I've been propositioned basically to kill you. There's a hit out on you. And he basically let him know. He agreed to do it. But because this man knew who he was, and he knew this was a godly man, he knew this was a true man, he decided that he was going to do that in order to spare that man's life. He had no intentions of killing him. Hallelujah. You see what God will do? So that's why it says, don't be envious of the wicked. Don't be jealous when you see what they're doing. Don't get angry or enraged by, you know, the things, the things that they may be doing and, uh, you know, seeing how, how well it appears that they're doing. Because you see what happened, this man decided he wanted to do something wicked to get rid of this godly man. Hallelujah. Kind of like the wife of the, the officer that was over Joseph, who was trying to seduce him and get him to, you know, have sex with her. And he was like, No, I can't do this for my God. And Joseph was put in prison because of that. And he stayed there for a long time. He was a slave for a long time. But Eventually after years and years, God exalted him to where he originally showed him he would be in that dream. And this man, this godly businessman, although this other business owner put this head out on him and someone said, yeah, I'll take it. They took the money, said they'll, they'll kill him or whatever. But this man, knowing that this was a godly man, knew his reputation, you know, in that particular city, went and knocked on his door and told on the other man, told him what the plot and the plan was that he was paid to come kill him, but that he wasn't going to do it. Hallelujah. So he exposed the plot and the plan of that other man who was willing to do evil, wickedness, to get rid of him, to whether it was to see his business go up higher than the other man or not. And guess what happened in the end? Just like it says here. For yet yeah, a little while the wicked shall be and you shall diligently consider his place and it shall not be the wicked shall not be the wicked shall not be and you'll consider his place and he shall not be this man who took this hit out on him. Eventually, no, do, n- nothing to do with the other man. The man didn't get angry because he, you know, put a hit out on him. He knew this. He never even went to the man, confronted him about it or anything. But this other man, eventually years, I guess some some years later, I don't know how long it was, he said that this man pretty much lost his business. You know, he was down and out. This man didn't even have a place to stay. And the man came to him. And guess what he let this man do? He let this man sleep in his house on his couch. I think he said it was for a year or two until this man was able to get back. Hallelujah, get back on his feet. You see what he did? You see what he did? The one who was doing wickedness and evil and the one who decided that he wanted to take him out and kill him, he still never mentioned it to him that I know that you had put a hit out on me. You see what what, what he did? You see what God... What God did too, it said, the wicked shall not be. They They may be now. Hallelujah. They may be now. You may see things, but it's not in truth. It's not in truth. God is truth. And this man was serving his God in truth, just like Joseph was serving his God in truth. The wicked. It's all going to crumble. If it's not in God, it's, it's, it's going to crumble. And it'll be as if they never were. This man who was in business was now a subject to, at the mercy of this other man, who willingly allowed him to come into his home and stay with him while he was down and out, even though he had planned and plotted against him to take his life. So don't worry. Don't fret. And don't try to stoop to the level of those who are doing wickedness. In order to gain what you think is success or what is good or to get your um, desires, those desires in your heart met, God will see to it that you're rewarded for your faithfulness, for trusting in him. Verse 11 says, the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in abundance of peace. And I'm telling you, when you are in God, when you decide to be who God created you to be, to do what he blessed and equipped you to do, and that includes right what it is he wants you to do. I can't tell you, I can't even imagine what it would be like to not have God's peace. The peace of God is everything. I mean everything it doesn't matter what's going on in the world doesn't matter where you are or what you are doing when you are in god's peace none of that on the outside can touch you hey nothing on the outside can touch you and i guarantee you that that man who was in business who had this other man plotting on him that he was going to take his life That he had God's peace, even when a man came and said, you know what, I was paid to kill you, but I'm not going to because I know who you are. He still had peace. When a man that intended to kill him was down and out, he let this same man who plotted on him, who was intending to kill him live in his house live in his house you know that man had to have peace that's what the peace of god will do for you and to be without it i can just imagine because those people who are doing wickedness do not have the peace of god if you were to take a moment to be able to look inside their minds to get inside their their souls their spirits you'll see what kind of unrest they are in, what kind of turmoil and torment they're in by the wickedness that they're doing. But no, if you're meek, if you're humble, not trying to exalt yourself, just like Yeshua Hamashiach was on the earth. He wasn't trying to exalt himself. He was just doing what he was equipped to do, what he was created to do, what he was supposed to do while he was here. At no time was he trying to exalt himself and saying, look at me, look at me, look at me. So that's what it means by being meek. When Joseph was enslaved. He was a slave, and he wasn't like, oh, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, although he could have, but he didn't. The same thing for David. Before he became king, even though he was anointed to be king, he was still not saying, oh, I'm going to be the next king. Oh, um, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at what, what, what I do, whatever, like this. No, it says be meek. Those who are meek and humble, those who know their God, you don't have to do all that because you know who you are is when people don't know who they are. Those people that you may be looking at doing the wickedness, who are trying to exalt themselves and show who they are by their position or the things that they have, their status, whatever it may be. Those people are not sure who they are. They're not secure in who they are. But those who are secure in who they are don't do all that kind of stuff. They're just meek. They're just humble. And it says, if you're like this, delight yourself in the abundance of god's peace because when you know who you are baby you are at peace and when you are in god you, when you know who you are in god you have peace because god god has that peace that surpasses all understanding and i'll never <laughs> never want to give that up baby because you can be in peace when all hell is breaking loose around you every kind of evil like evilness could be going on around you those operating in evil and wickedness could be right there around you just like this man who put a hit out on him they could be right there standing in front of you but baby you'll be in peace you'll be in peace and the peace of god and like it says in verse 12, the wicked plot against the just. They gnashed upon him with his teeth. That's what that man was doing. He plotted against them. And you may have people plotting against you too. Guaranteed, if you doing what God blessed and equipped you to do, and you being who he created you to be, oh yeah, you got people plotting against you in wickedness. And you got them gnashing upon when it says gnashing upon him with his teeth, it's not talking about they biting you, although some of them are crazy enough to do it. no it's saying with their mouths they're putting curses on you with their mouths they're slandering you with their mouths they're saying all kinds of evil things about you accusing you of things and you know all that kind of stuff with their mouths that's what they're doing they're plotting and they're saying all kinds of manner of evil but you know what when you had a piece of god baby don't none of that matter you you'll be as if it's not even going on because you know who you are Ha! that's the thing you know who you are and you know that that can't touch you because it's evil and wickedness and you're doing a thing which is right which is why david says don't go to that other side don't try to do the same thing they're doing or you're gonna have the same end the same results that they gonna have and you know what it says in verse 13 hmm some people probably never even consider God got a sense of humor, but it says here, the Lord shall laugh at him, saying he laugh at the wicked because he see that their day is coming. Oh, he it. He may let them go on. He may allow things to happen. He don't make them do stuff, but the only way they could do something is if he allows them to do it. So like that man who put the hit out on him, he was allowed to do that. Like those who came against Jesus who said, crucify, crucify. They said crucify, crucify him. God allowed that for a greater purpose. Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers for a greater purpose. God allowed that because you know what? The dream, that dream that he gave Joseph and then what was in his heart when Joseph knew that that dream meant he was going to be taken to a higher level. God knew that what, his brothers was going to do was going to be instrumental in that coming about hey so god will allow the wicked to do some of the stuff that they're doing <laughs> not everything but he allow them to do some of the stuff that they're doing but all the while what they're doing is already worked into his plan and he laughing at them because by the fact that they're doing wickedness oh they got sure judgment because god don't play God already said what's going to come to him and said they're not going to be. And God already peeped that out at the end. So it's like he laughed at them because he see that they coming, that they coming when they shall not be, that they coming when they're going to be cut down. And it says the wicked have drawn out the sword in verse 14. They bent their bow. They cast down the poor, and needy, and they slay those who are of upright conversation, those who are speaking right, those who are righteous, and even those who may not necessarily know God, but they go against the, you know, some of the poor, some of the needy, and others may not know God, and they are being oppressed by those who are doing wickedness. They doing all kinds of stuff. They killing people. They destroying people. They stealing from them. All manner of like wickedness that the that these people are doing. Who are in you know wickedness that are just deceived by evil and you know it says that they're doing all this stuff but it says hallelujah justice prevails and i'm not saying the justice of this world i'm saying the justice of god and look what it says in verse 15 it says their sword shall enter into their own heart and their bows shall be broken those devices those wicked things that they're Oh, they coming back on them. So it's not just talking about just a sword itself, but if they use an actual sword, <laughs> hey, it's coming back on them. Look at, look at King Saul through that javelin at David, was going after David, had other innocent people like kill. What happened to him in the end? <laughs> like, like Jesus has said, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And guess what? He was he was fatally wounded, King Saul was, and he ended up falling on his own sword. <laughs> it ended like it says here. Their sword shall enter into their own heart. So the very things that they do, those wicked devices, those schemes, those things that they say, all oh, that stuff coming back on them, baby. All of them, all of that is coming back on them. So don't, don't try to do evil. Because you're worried about what's gonna happen. Am I gonna have this? Is are my needs going to be provided for, or I want this. I just wanna have this status or have people looking at me. I want to have this amount of money or whatever it is. It says don't do that and don't stoop to the level of evil, don't get angry and say Well, I'm gonna do this because they do it says don't do that which is evil, because otherwise it says that sorrow gonna enter into your own heart. You see how that man who plotted against the other man to have him killed he ended up losing his business so he was thinking that i'm gonna have him killed to put him out of competition get rid of his competition but look what happened to him (laughs) he had no come okay you don't want no competition god said okay took that business right away from him no the other man ain't gotta be killed but I'm gonna take your business away from you and you ain't got no competition. See, there you go, right, right there. It says, and again, verse 15 says, their source shall enter to their own heart and their bows shall be broken. Those things that they plotting and planning and doing against those who are righteous and even some of those who may not even know God that are, but they're innocent in it. Those Those terrible things that they're doing. Oh baby, all that stuff is coming back on them all of it so don't put yourself in their stead by stooping to do wickedness because as god word says oh you're gonna reap what you sow so if you stoop to do the wickedness with him it don't matter if you was doing righteousness before oh you're gonna eat them consequences just like it says Here in verse 16 is basically saying, don't look at what you have and think that you don't have a lot and look at those who are doing wickedness and see that they're rich or they have all these things. No, 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 no. Whatever you have, if you're a righteous man, even if it's just a little bit, it's far better than a wicked man who has what the world thinks is like, you know, like gold. (laughs) they can have all the fancy things they can have all the money but if it's a wicked man baby it ain't nothing when it comes to god because all that they can't take it with them and you know what it means nothing when it comes to god because they're gonna be judged according to what they did and if all they did was wickedness, baby that's what the judgment is gonna be like for them when it comes to the consequences but even if you just have a little bit as a righteous man That's far better, like it says, than being rich and being a wicked man. It says that the arms of the wicked are going to be broken, but God upholds the righteous. The wicked, they they come into a moment of destruction. But the righteous, even though you may have hard times, you know, or what we consider to be hard times, or things may not go your way, the Lord will keep you. The Lord will maintain you. He'll maintain you in his goodness. But the wicked, baby, baby, they'll fall apart. <laughs> they'll fall apart. And it says the Lord knows the days of the upright and their inheritance shall be forever. So it's not its not necessarily talking about the inheritance here on earth of, of things, of wealth, of success in other people's eyes. It's talking about the eternal inheritance. That eternal inheritance, when this life is over with, where are you going to be? you going to be in heaven? Are you going to be there or are you going to be in hell? Which one are you going to be in? And um, ain't no inheritance down in hell, baby. <laughs> the inheritance is with the Lord. All those things he said that we'll have, oh, we're going to have them. We're going to be in that mansion that Jesus said he was preparing for us, that has those many rooms, we're going to have all that goodness that God says is available to us in heaven. We're going to have it all. So don't go trying to do evil. Just do what it is God has blessed and equipped you to do. Do the right thing. Follow, Follow God. And in verse 19, it says that you won't be ashamed. When the evil times come. Because there are evil times that are coming. But those who have done wickedly. Oh they are going to be ashamed. And even in the days when famine comes. When maybe there's not food available. You know in, in the stores. Or stocked on the shelves. Or there's drought in the land. God will provide for his people. Even if you don't have money. And money is required to buy things. God is going to make sure that you will be satisfied. He can make it to where, baby, you won't even be hungry. You may not have even eaten for like a week. But God will make it to where you will be satisfied. Or he can get food to you however he wants to get it to you. He'll make sure. That you have whatever it is that you need. He'll provide for his children. You see how Joseph was sold into slavery. Even though he was a slave baby. He was provided for. He was provided for. He kept his eyes on the Lord. Put his trust in the Lord. And even though he was put in the position he was in. Because of evil done by others. God made sure he was provided for. And look at what happened in the end. Ah, Look at what happened in the end. God exalted him and he had those things that he saw others who were doing wicked, wickedly. They had them, but he got them from his God and they were everlasting when he got them so yeah don't try to stoop to the level of uh doing evil trust in your god because it says the wicked shall perish and the enemies of the lord they'll consume just like the fat of lambs (laughs) it's like they won't even be i don't know if you've ever had like some good lamb chops or if you have even cooked in the lamb but i have and it's some of the most tender meat that you can have. And that fat on it, even though they say fat is not good. Oh, baby, that fat tastes good. But when you cook lamb chops with that fat on it, that fat is just like so tender, like so smooth that it easily almost like it melts or evaporates. Yeah, like it melts or evaporates, but it also helps that lamb chop to be so juicy. That's what it's saying that the it's going to be like like the fatter lambs baby remember i told you it looks like it evaporates or it melts real easy <laughs> you better not do wickedness because yeah it don't take no time for that stuff to like melt to melt down but tell you baby it is so good though <laughs> but anyway that's what it said the wicked gonna be like they're gonna perish it's almost gonna be like they they're in there like i said it almost is like it evaporates and the, the word says they're gonna perish they like the fat of lambs, is like they never even existed, baby. You won't even have a thought of them in your mind. But like going on in verse 21, it says the wicked bar and they don't even pay again but the righteous show mercy and they give. So the wicked may be coming like taking stuff from, be just just taking stuff from the righteous, just taking it. They don't even have to do it, but they but they doing it. See, that man, they had to put no head out on that other man to try to take take his life, um, destroy his livelihood and all that. But yeah, they gonna take and they not gonna pay again. But look what the man did, the righteous man did. When that wicked man who plotted to kill him was down and out, he said, okay, you can stay with me. Let the man in his house sleep on his couch. So it's it's like the righteous show mercy and they give. Cause because they know who they are. They 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 secure. They'll look you right in the face as if nothing even happened. Cause they know what they know is as, no matter what the wicked do, is as if nothing even happened. Cause they know their God. And they know who hallelujah. They know who they are and they know who their God is. They know that their God is not blind to the wicked. Nothing catches him off guard. Anything that the wicked do or that people do wickedly, God already knew it before they did it. (laughs) And they couldn't do it except he allowed it. If he allowed it, he allowed it for a purpose. So they have their trust in God. So they know, ain't no need for me to fret or worry about this do no need for me to get angry about this because if God allowed it, there's a reason and a purpose. And it's usually a great reason and a purpose concerning his children when it's done to us. <laughs> so moving on to verse 22, it says, For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him, they'll be cut off, baby. They're going to be cut off. And in verse 23, it says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He delights in his way. So you keep trusting the Lord. You do what it is he blessed and equipped you to do being who he created you to be. And if you're doing what he blessed and equipped you to do, you're going in the right way because you put your trust in him. So you keep on going that way. You keep going that way and delight yourself in it because you know it's the right way when you're going in the way of God and not getting in his way now when you get in his way that's another story you get in his way that means you ain't going his way that means you subject to this other stuff that's going to happen to the wicked so stay in his way so you can delight in your lord you can delight in his way you can be joyous in his way but most of the time when people doing evil and wickedness they like i said they don't have no peace they constantly got to be thinking about what's, what might happen, what somebody else going to do and all this kind of stuff. When you in God, you have that peace where you're not worried about that. You know your God takes care. You know who your God is and you know who you are in your God. That's not the same way in those who are doing wickedness. They don't have no real delight. They don't have no real joy because they don't have no peace. True peace only comes from God. That peace that surpasses all understanding. They don't have no peace. So imagine what it's like for them on the inside. On the outside, it might look a certain way, but on the inside, baby, 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 you better stay away from wickedness. And it says in verse 24, though he fall, that good man, the one who's doing the righteousness, he won't stay down. The Lord upholds you with his hand. He'll keep you up with his hand, just like Peter. When Peter was in the boat with the other disciples, and they saw Jesus coming across, you know, the sea, and they was like, oh, it's a ghost, what you like, hold on, hold on, chill, 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 slow down, take it down a notch, it's me, and Peter was like, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come, so he said, come on in, and so Peter stepped out onto, you know, the sea, and he started walking, but then he started looking at what was going on, and then he fell, look at that, Looking at the evil that was going, the weakness going on, the, the boisterousness of the waves, the wind and all that. Looking at the weakness. That's why I said don't fret yourself for for wickedness or evil. Don't try to do any of that kind of stuff or the stuff that you see on. Try to get yourself out of certain situations or to attain certain attain certain things. Because when he looked at it, he became, he became fearful and then he began to sing. God said, come on. Come on, come on in my, come on my way. He was walking his way, but then he, he looked away, veered away from the right way and started to sink. But like it says, the Lord will uphold you with his hand. It said you may fall, but he'll uphold you with your hand. And so what happened was Peter fell. He fell for a moment. He began sinking in the water, but the Lord reached out his hand and pulled him up. He upheld them, he brought him back up. He didn't stay down, he didn't drown. he didn't let him stay down there. He upheld him with his hand. So that's what will happen when you're going the right way instead of veering off to do evil or wickedness to save yourself or to get certain things, the Lord will uphold you. You may fall. There are times when you may stumble, you may not you're not as a matter of fact, you're not going to get everything right. You're going to mess up somewhere because we're all imperfect. But that's when you repent. <laughs> you repent of what you did and turn to get on that right way again. So just like Peter, who began to sink, he took his eyes off the Lord, put them put in another direction on another way instead of keeping them on the Lord and he began to sink. Yeah, he fell, but he wasn't utterly cast down. Like it says, he was upheld by the Lord. The Lord took his hand and upheld him, held him up. So that's what we got to do. You know, in verse 25, David says, yeah, I was a young man and I'm old now. But you know what? I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed, nor his seed, begging for bread. So basically, again, if you are in the right way, you put your trust in God, do what it is he's blessed and equipped you to do. Be who he created you to be. He's going to take care of you. Don't worry about all that. And he says, he, the righteous man, is ever merciful. He's full of mercy and he lends. And his seed is blessed. His children, those after him, are blessed. So he tells us, he says, leave that evil alone. If you've gone that evil way, if you're one of those who've been doing wickedness, A righteous person who's considering like doing something wicked or evil. Leave it alone. Leave it off and do what is good in the eyes of God. And dwell that way forever. It says for the Lord, he loves judgment. Those who do what's right. And he doesn't forsake his saints. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to leave you. He's going to make sure you're taken care of. But those who do wickedness and their seed they'll be cut off. If we look at what happened with Haman in the book of Esther, not only was Haman given consequences for the wickedness and evil that he had purposed against God's people and Mordecai, but his children, his ten sons, they were also given consequences. Just as Haman was hanged, His sons, his seed, will hang too. All because of Haman's wickedness. So if you follow righteousness, righteousness is going to go down to your seed. But if you follow wickedness, wickedness is going to go down to your seed. Do you really want that? I'm pretty sure if Haman could have foreseen the future. He would have changed his tomb, but you can't see you can't foresee the future. But God is telling you what's going to happen. But we choose not to believe you better believe it says the righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. Look at that. It said the righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. If you take a look at what happened with Haman because of his weak wickedness. He was hung himself. Like I said, your source shall enter to your own heart. That thing that you do against the righteous, that thing that you're doing wickedly is going to come back on you. He intended to hang Mordecai and kill all of his people. But guess what happened to him? The very instrument he built to hang Mordecai, he was hung on himself. And what he intended to do to all the people of Mordecai, it happened to his sons. All his sons were killed all his seed were killed but guess what happened after that everything that he had all all the wealth the real estate he had amassed even his position all of that guess what it was given over to esther and mordecai the righteous so like it says here in verse 29 the righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever They just continued to do what it was that God wanted them to do. And they inherited everything from old wicked Haman. Old wicked Haman said, soon they'll be cut down. It may seem like they're on the high horse right now. It may seem like they're successful and they're doing good. He thought he was there until it came down time to be cut down, baby. Like I said, you'll be cut just like the grass. The grass don't expect it. That lawnmower go over that grass, or them shears hit that grass, and it's cut down, baby. And that's exactly what happened to Haman. He wasn't even expecting. It. All of a sudden, he thought, "Oh, I'm going into the to the queen, to the banquet. I'm the only one invited." and I know that he was about to be cut down, baby. As if he never even existed, was never even in the position. He was in, never even had all the stuff that he had. And then not only that, but everything was destroyed. that "You look, and they won't even be." Everything was taken. Not only the wealth and things, but his seed was even cut off. He ain't had no sons to carry on his name, his lineage. Everything was gone. So being righteous, though, the righteous, they was in a situation, though, where they could have tried to do something evil or wicked to save themselves. But they did. not The people who he went after, Mordecai and Mordecai's people, who were the Jews, But no, they chose to trust in their God and see what happened. They inherited the land. (laughs) They inherited the land. Mordecai was moved up in position, actually took over the position of Haman. And he and Esther had all that belonged to Haman. And the seed of Haman was cut off with him. It's almost as if he never even existed. And if we look at Verse 30 says the mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom and his tongue talks of judgment. You speak wise things. You talk of those things which are right, especially those things that are rightly, um, rightly judged or rightly said by God. Not just necessarily thinking about, you know, our own stuff or anything like that, but. always go with God. (laughs) That's what I'm just saying. And in verse 31, it says the law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. So they keep the law of their God in their heart. Doesn't matter where they are. They don't have to have like the word, like in front of them, like in paper or no matter what it is, their law of their God is in their heart. They know what's right they know what's wrong it's with them that's like joseph when he was in slavery although he was a slave and he could have given excuses well i'm a with because of this this and this and this happened i'm a rebel because of this and this and this happened but no the law of his god was in his heart that's why he refused to sleep his master's wife because that was against what his god said his god said you don't be an adulterer You don't commit fornication. So he put his trust in his God and chose not to do that, even though she was trying to basically blackmail him when he he didn't want to, you know, sleep, sleep with her. But she was determined she was going to have her way, have her way with him. But he was like, oh, no, oh, no, I'm going in the way of my God. So he kept the law of his God in his heart. He didn't need anybody telling him or going to like um, a church or a synagogue, and they have a church back then. I'm just saying, for those of you now who may think it's the church, it ain't the church. You got to have it in you if you're going to do right or wrong, it's in you. Yeah, it's in you. <laughs> okay. Um, but in verse 31, it says, Again, the law of his God is in his heart none of his steps shall slide so another important thing here is to get that law in your heart and usually we should know right from wrong but there are many of us that hadn't even read the word of god (laughs) and it's right before us i would suggest you read the word of god so that you know exactly what god says is right and what is not right in his eyes no excuses to make sure you got that good part of the law in your heart. The law of God in your heart. Because, again, some of you are depending on churches and people to tell you what's right and what's wrong and to tell you the truth. And people don't always do that. I'm just saying. Some of the people that's in the church that's like in certain positions, I mean high positions and people that's been in the church for years, ain't even really read the Bible for real, though. And some of those who may have read it have never read the whole thing through. And some of them get offended if you ask them. <laughs> but make sure the law of God is in your heart so that you do know what's right and wrong. Because sometimes they twist a whole lot of stuff and it sounds good and it sounds right. And it's, it's not even what the, word, what the word says. Okay. So make sure you know what the word of God says so you have that right law in your in your heart the law of god in your heart and not that you're being um religious or anything but you need to know exactly what does god say is sin and what does he say is not sin what is wickedness what is right so so make sure you read your word study to show yourself approved now this right here is crazy going to verse 32 it says the wicked watch the righteous and seek to slay him oh yeah they real cunning they real sneaky they do they stuff they think behind closed doors where they think don't nobody know Um, but God know everything and God see everything and he revealed things to the servants when needed just like that man who uh, was paid to like kill this man he came guess what happened the whole plot was revealed (laughs) the whole plot was revealed but anyway say these things crazy they sit up and they watch the righteous because they irked by their peace they don't have peace they want peace And those who have peace are like a threat to them because they just don't feel right. It just bothers them. It it irritates them because they don't have that peace. So they watch them. I mean, like I spy. (laughs) And they seek to slam. They want to kill them. They want to get rid of them. But there are also certain things they can and can't do based on God but we won't get into all that right now but yeah say like the wicked watch the righteous and seek the slam. that's so unhealthy right there and then it says the Lord will not leave him in his hand nor condemn him when he is judged that means that He's not just gonna let them just have their entire way with his people now he allowed them to do certain things but he ain't gonna leave them in their hands for them to have like the complete victory like over them god no no no, god not gonna leave them in their hands and he he not gonna condemn him when he's judged when they judging his people no he not gonna condemn his condemn his people send his people to be like you know just handled like just any kind of way again he may allow some stuff to happen but even god got limits (laughs) all right so you look at look at joseph Joseph, he God allow his brothers to do what they did. Now they want to kill him. God wouldn't allow that to happen. You see what I told you? There are things that God will allow, and others that He won't. He wouldn't allow them to kill him, cause then the whole dream would, wouldn't come to pass. What God had intended. So, but He did allow them to sell him into slavery. Just. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. so and he was in slavery he was he was down there doing the you know the stuff that slaves do then he was put in prison because the the man wife lied on him because she was insulted because he didn't take that thing <laughs> oh she was insulted you see all this wickedness going on but like it said god don't leave his people in the hands of those doing wickedness and he'll condemn them when they're judged Joseph was just judge, 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 it all the way. Mm -mm. God ain't gonna let it go out like that completely. Okay, now he allows some things, but if he allows, remember, it's for a reason and a purpose. But he ain't gonna let it go out like that. He ain't leave you in the hands of the wicked if you're doing what is right and joseph continued to do what was right otherwise if you go in that evil way like it says cease from these things cease from anger from from wrath don't try to go in the way of the evil wicked people to attain the things that you want otherwise you can get the same consequences but if you follow the right way mm -mm. he ain't gonna allow you to be condemned he ain't gonna leave you in their hands it says wait on him keep his way. He'll exalt you to inherit the land. You saw Joseph inherited that land, baby. And when the wicked are cut off, oh, baby, baby, you gonna see it. (laughs) You gonna see it. And I can tell you from my own life, baby, I've seen it for some. God has allowed me to see it for some. And baby, it come unexpectedly for most of them hmm because usually they get this big head they've been doing the evil and wickedness they've been doing for so long that they they get this sense of like uh, being untouchable or something but god knows how to get them <laughs> and he will get them just like his word says the wicked are cut off and you shall see it he'll allow you to see it sometimes oh yes he will and if he don't allow you to see it he'll allow you to be told about it <laughs> but even if you don't see it or if you're told about it just know his word is true. And he gonna get them. <laughs> okay. And it says here, I've seen the wicked and great power and spreading himself like an old green bay tree. Mm, just big, wide, and proud. Yeah, he passed away and lo, he was not. Yeah, I saw him, but he couldn't be found. Like I said, it'll be as if he was never there. <laughs> and it says, mark the perfect man and behold the upright for the end of that man is peace. So again, if you follow the way of God, you're going to be in peace, baby. You're going to have peace. That peace that surpasses all understanding. But those who do wickedness shall be destroyed and they'll be destroyed together. Especially if they plotting and planning. again. I mean, some of those that get together, it's like, really? It take all y'all for one? That's how they was going after Jesus. But then look at Joseph and his brothers. All his brothers was was against him except for, you know, you know, his 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 youngest <laughs> his youngest brother but all the older ones was like against him but you saw what jesus did you see how i mean did you okay i'm gonna need you to read in the new testament when jesus was alive and see all the different plots plans and schemes that was made to kind of catch jesus to get him and determining in your mind the count of those that came against Jesus. (laughs) It's crazy. Sometimes it's like a whole oompa loompa group of them going against one person. Why? Because they know that's what it takes. They too scared to do anything on their own. OK, but it says here the transgressors shall be destroyed together. So if they all in it together and doing all the same thing. They think there's protection. They think there's safety and security in the numbers. But, baby, it tells me the word. There is no safety and security in numbers, baby. Not even a horse can save you. Not even you got a bazooka. That can't save you, baby. It says the transgressors shall be destroyed together. When it comes to God, he going to get you. Okay, it says the end of the wicked shall be cut off. It's going to be cut off. <laughs> uh, God is not a lie. If he said it, it's, it's going to be done. <laughs> and it says the salvation of the righteousness of the Lord. They trust that they're going to be saved by their God. They're going to be saved by their God because they're doing the right thing. And God is going to save them because they are doing the right thing. He's their strength in the time of trouble. They don't need nobody. They don't need no whole group of Oompa Loompas to save them. (laughs) They know that their God is their salvation. The one that's going to save them. Even a whole group of Oompa Loompas, even if you have a million Oompa Loompas, they can't save you. No, they can't. They surely, surely, surely can't. And then if we go down to verse 40, it says, and the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You're going to be helped. Trust in the Lord. He is going to deliver you. It don't matter if it's a whole gang of Oompa Loompas coming coming against you. Wicked Oompa Loompas all together. They could be big Oompa Loompas. Like Goliath. They could be little bitty old Oompa umpaloopas, like Nabal. I mean, he was a little, but he was kind of fat, kind of chubby though. But it don't matter the size of the umpaloopas. Don't matter how the Oompa Loopas look, don't matter how many umpaloopas it was. Look at that whole army that came against the prophet. And the prophet said, But look up, open the servant's eyes so he can see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he saw an entire army of angels surrounded that entire army that was coming against the prophet. It don't matter how many of the wicked it is; There'll always be outnumbered when it comes to God. So you trust in him. Don't go the way of wickedness. Don't worry about those who are doing wicked, whether it's to you or those who are doing wickedness in the world. You do what's right. What God blessed and equipped you to do. And be who God created you to be. Who he created you to be. Not what somebody else wants you to be. Not doing what somebody else wants you to do. You know what God blessed and equipped you to do. And you do it. You be who he blessed and created you to be. And you be it. And if you do that. And go in the way of God. Do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. Put your trust in the Lord. Not in the things that you see. Or the wickedness that is done around you. Or to you. To make you bow down to it. To go its way to do what it wants you to do. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Put your trust in the Lord. And you won't have to worry about a thing. So in Psalm 37. David was basically telling us, go in the way of God. Don't go in the way of evil and wickedness. Don't go down that way. Because that end is sure destruction when it comes to God, when it comes to judgment. Go in the way of God. In that way, God provides for you. He will deliver you from the wicked. He because there's only so much He'll allow them to do. He will never leave you completely in their hands he will not forsake his righteous and not even just david but there are so many examples we have in the bible of this not only in the bible because some of you may be saying yeah that was then but what about now okay i can tell you from my own experience that going in the way of god is the best way to go because there have been times when i went in that other way (laughs) where um anger and wrath were not forsaken (laughs) or doing something else that was not pleasing to god to achieve a certain result or a certain thing and that's not fun and i'm telling you that way is not going to lead to peace not at all So I know what that feels like. I know what what that is like. So I know I want that. So the faster that I learn going away of God, put your trust in God, then that's when I learn he going to take care of you. It may seem like the wicked are on the high level they're living their best life, they're doing well, and you may be tempted to do a little wickedness, or to go in their way, but don't do it, because I'm telling you, when I realize, when I put my trust in God, it don't matter what things look like, it don't matter, like I was saying, if the oompa-loopas or surrounding you, or after you, or doing all kinds of manner of like evil and everything, as long as you stay committed to God, being who he blessed and equipped you to be, and those things he blessed and equipped you to do, then you're going to be taken care of as long as you continue to go his way. But if you step over on the other side, baby, you're going to be over there with no peace. And your end is going to be with coming to the wicked if you don't repent and turn from your ways and turn to the Lord. So I can tell you now, following the Lord, oh, baby, the peace is indescribable. It don't matter what's going on. It don't matter what's happening around. It don't matter what's being done or who or whatever it is. But his peace is invaluable. Commit your way to the Lord. Get your joy, your delight in the Lord. He going to provide for you according to your needs. He going to give you the desires of your heart when you may not even be expecting them. And go far above that things that you weren't even thinking that you could have that never even was a thought in your mind. Go in the way of God. He don't forsake his people. That's that's what I can tell you. However, don't just take my word for it. I encourage you to do your own study, pray, and read the Bible so you can know that you know that you know. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in order to receive eternal salvation but would like to, according to Romans chapter 10 verse 9, all you have to do is confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. Want a little help with that? Repeat this simple prayer after me. Lord God, forgive me for my sins. I believe Jesus died for my sins. And rose again so that I may have eternal life in you. So I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Amen. It's as simple as that. Now you're part of the family of God. Wherever you are, find a local church or a group of believers that can help and support you on your new journey in your new life in Christ Jesus. Many blessings to you as you walk in who God created you to be, doing what he blessed and equipped you to do. You are God's child. Want to bless or show support for God the Bible and spiritual things explain. Well, you're welcome to send a financial gift to Cash App using cash tag G-T-B-S-T-E. You're also invited to pick up a little inspired merch from our store at Zazzle.com forward slash store forward slash T-B-S-T-E. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast with other listeners. Thank you in advance, and God bless you as He blesses those who bless His children. Catch you another time, another day, another episode for God, the Bible, and Spiritual Things Explained.